Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hello, everybody. Welcome to What Culture Gaming. I'm Scott, joined by Sai. Hello, hello. Sai, my friend, we have a bit of insider info on the likes of the Resident Evil Netflix show. Now, this show was cancelled six weeks after it first appeared on Netflix. Uh, but you've been talking to someone close to the production, and you've got all the scoops left all right All the center. scoops. All of the scoops. Uh, yeah, I sat down recently with Kevin Lingenfelser, who's the visual effects supervisor on the show for mm. First Day to Break podcast, which I also do on the side. Yes. And... Uh, I don't think we quite anticipated the amount of candid information that he was willing to spill. Literally at one point he was like, I guess NDAs don't matter anymore because the show's been cancelled. Which is he, brilliant for us to hear. Well, absolutely. And then he just went for it and we we're all kind of in shock. Mm-hmm. Um, and he did let a lot of interesting information go. Not necessarily from the story perspective. I know a lot of people had issues with the plot and the characters mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Obviously that wasn't his game, but it sounded like the show could have fallen apart any moment anyway during production from what he was saying. It's because it's like watching it back and we'll get into specifics and everything, but it's like watching the show, it was like, well, they're definitely going for something unique. I quite like the overall, the idea of like taking Wesker and fleshing out the family side of things and making him like a full on, almost like a family man character and then revealing the dark past and etc. And there's obviously like twists towards the end of that show um, that tie it more directly into Resident Evil overall. I quite like that on paper, which I guess is the thing that they ran with. But like you said, um, in the production itself, like there were a lot of competing factors it seems like Netflix and Capcom weren't um, as dedicated to the idea as they could have been maybe yeah that was one that was a a little bit surprising and a little bit not surprising like Mm. the the surprising one for me was Netflix apparently were incredibly hands off Um, they had a little bit of notes on early visual effects beyond that they apparently mostly just cared about the iPad FaceTime call moments really? (laughs) yeah I don't know what that was about (laughs) I wonder if they liked that dance scene as well we've got to get that in we've got to get that in for the kids everyone loves that maybe I don't know but other than that apparently they just were not really that involved with the project at all and Mm -hmm. I don't know we we haven't had so much information on kind of where the budget for the show came from but I would imagine Mm -hmm. Netflix had a huge stock in the show after all they get to decide whether or not it continues which they in the end didn't it made so much sense on paper, like Netflix Resident Evil. And uh, we were saying before recording, I mean, I know that the Mia Jovovich movies are super divisive. I love those movies. I know that they're ridiculous and stupid and whatever, but I have like a soft spot <laughs> for them. And so it's like, you know, the return of Resident Evil. There was the movie that came out, I think, last year. Um, I forget the name of it now, but the one that was like, set in Raccoon City and everything. Mm. And it felt like there was a general conversation around, you know, Resident Evil's returning to movies, returning to TV. Mm. And a Netflix Resident Evil show should have been the easiest thing ever to get right. 
Um, and it's like, I guess somewhere down that line, you know, like you said, Netflix weren't that weren't going to get too involved in it because um, they're like, it should be an easy enough thing to do. But then the reality of working on that production, according to um, the VFX supervisor, um, is that they weren't that bothered and even Capcom were very hands off as well. Yeah, Capcom were also basically not involved. And it's funny that you mentioned last year's movie, mm. Welcome to Raccoon City. That's one of the very few times I've heard of them actually being involved in a project like this. Because right. as we were saying beforehand, I don't think they were that involved with the Paul Anderson films that you talked about particularly. And they were <laughs> You can't tell though, can you? You can't either. You can't <laughs> and they weren't involved with this show, but apparently they were checking things over for Welcome to Raccoon City last year. I mean, my assumption then is that because that film is much more of a straightforward adaption, you've got recognisable characters and locations and story points and creatures, mm. they were probably more concerned about getting it right, however you want to you know, look at it. Whereas mm. I guess with this show, they just took one look at it and went, this is such a departure, it really doesn't matter to us. Because <laughs> <laughs> I guess overall, um, when you were talking to the VFX dude, was there stuff that he liked about the production? Or does it feel like it was just something that they, over time, just eventually just got through because there were so many weird factors? Like working day to day on that production must have been the weirdest feeling. Yeah, I mean, he's clearly a fan of Resident Evil. That very much came across. And he seems, he's been in the industry for 30 years now, so he mm. has the benefit of just kind of working on the stuff that he wants to work on. Mm. Um, and he's proud of the work that they put out as the visual effects and I think for all of the complaints people might have about the story and the characters and stuff like that mm -hmm. generally across the board I've heard people say the creature design's pretty great um, yeah. and, he, and he knows that and you know it sounds like they had somewhat of a good time there but there was definitely clashes with other members of the crew um, certain directors in particular he didn't name names but he pretty much <laughs> he, he near enough um you know issues that they had where they would storyboard something for the visual effects and then the director would just throw that out and film something really? else and then so the budget for the visual effects and it's already a visual effects heavy show mm. starts ballooning and ballooning and ballooning and he was telling multiple stories about giving advice for the way things should be shot and then being turned around and being like oh can you fix this which is not great. <laughs> we did it wrong. Can you come back in and fix this? The thing is, like, yeah, if you talk about the elements that worked, like, it, it kind of is the visual effects. It definitely, I, I liked all the future timeline stuff. I like the look of all that. Um, and it's it has, like, a much bigger scope to it, a much bigger, like, production feel than just the sort of, um, the kind of the one location feel of the, I guess you got a couple locations in the past, like the high school and the, um, the Umbrella Corporation and everything. But it feels like the future had more of a defined, like, open world, almost Resident Evil Apocalypse vibe. Um, in terms right. of the yeah, <laughs> stuff. And it yeah. feels like at least they got that side of it right. So it seems like the VFX side of it was solid. It's just that whatever they were working to, it, they just didn't have much of a reference point in that regard. Like it didn't come together in terms of we are nailing this story because um, you have competing factors, whether it's on the uh, directing side, trying to make it more unique, then that kind of clashes with Netflix, that kind of clashes with Capcom. But then they were in and out of the production in itself anyway. Yeah, it, it, you know, speaking from what he said, this is not what he said, but what I gauge from it is it sounds like a lot of people weren't on the same page. Right. Like it seems like there wasn't a particularly clear identity. And this is something that he called out, and I think we all caught the same kind of wind of, is when they kind mm. of announced the show, they did it via those cast photos. It didn't mm. particularly scream Resident Evil. Everyone took it as, this is a family drama show, and that's yeah. definitely an element of it. But it was mm. a weird way to approach a, a new Resident Evil show. Mm -hmm. uh, Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This podcast is brought to you by Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it just makes hiring all in one place so easy because you just get unparalleled access to job seekers. Plus, listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash WCG. Just go to Indeed.com slash WCG right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash WCG. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, overall as well, like, that was that could have been one of its greatest strengths. Like, I mean, I we, again, we said before recording, like, I like the idea of the setup of this dude is potentially Wesker, it's the Wesker family, and we're going to, like, spend some time with them, and then you reveal all the other stuff that ties into the main canon. Like, for me, the best episode is when you get the full reveal of that stuff, mm-hmm. um, and you go back to the, you know, RE2-style timeline stuff. Like, there's a way to do that. I guess that, like I said, on paper, it was, it was ambitious, but it was just, like, it just took so long to get there. Like, it takes... Like in terms of a season-long, um, you know, the actual pacing of the whole show, yeah, for sure. me, it took yeah, it took way too long to get there. But I think you were more positive on it than I was overall, anyway. And I guess like, <laughs> do you want to see someone try this idea again, or do you think it's I, best to just stick to the source material? My point of view with Resident Evil in general is that it, at this point, being around twenty-five years, there's so many different kinds of Resident Evil mm. that you can keep trying. You should be able to keep trying new things with it, and if it doesn't pan out, then that's a shame. Uh, maybe we'll try again next time. So I'm always open-minded to them trying something new. Mm-hmm. With this show, there were things I liked. There was a lot of things I didn't like. You know, so <laughs> it was very much a mixed bag. I can't necessarily defend defend it. You know. It, mm-hmm. You could have fun with it. I mean, I remember um, when Josh started watching it, he was having quite a lot of fun with it. And I was just, I didn't mind that at the beginning, like I said, I was in that headspace of like, let's see how this goes. And it was just as each episode rolled on that that you've kind of got standard Netflix runtime where it's just, it feels a bit like padding, etc. And then over time it was like, oh my God, this thing is like not going anywhere until right near the end. Um, but I think, yeah, I mean, one of the things that you um, covered in your interview, um, like you said at the start, over on First Aid Spray in full, is um, that they did have plans for a season two, that they oh, yeah. were sort of sketching some things out for that. So it's almost like a shock to them as well that it got canned so early. Like they, I anyone, the same yeah. thing, yeah. Like, by the sounds of it, they mapped out the show potentially to the end. They at least had a season two down. They had scripts and everything. Mm. Uh, Lance Reddick tweeted that they had a script recently but didn't go into details. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas Kevin Lingenfelser, thankfully, was happy to dive divulge some season two details for us what could have been and by the sounds of it from the stuff he said it, it's 
possible that it could have picked up steam because it sounds like it was gonna head more and more into a ridiculous avenue okay in a good way like <laughs> resident evil's campy and strange and bizarre mm-hmm. um that's not necessarily a bad that's probably the thing that you want most out of a show like this that's something that it probably could have gone even further with there was talk about a mandrill uh like king kong style monster in season two <laughs> sure yeah there's a a whole host of the show calls them zeros zombies mm-hmm. at the burj khalifa was something that was in the season two script that's such a cool idea right you could kick a bunch of zombies off the top of the burj khalifa <laughs> why not that'd be amazing um, and particularly that there was going to be tyrants in it from episodes one of season two who would rip mm-hmm. a hole through an elephant and okay. then be uh, then in turn blown up by a returning Resident Evil character a major okay, cool. Resident Evil character <laughs> I feel like they just sort of span a words generator of like rip a hole through <laughs> elephants like no, I mean but, sure it sure works. but from that description, do you not want to see that? <laughs> no, I mean, we've, we've seen Boulder Punching, we've seen Teleporting Wesker, I would take Elephant Carnage at this point. Um, I think a wider thing to talk about as well, I mean, feel free to dive back into any other stuff that you've got um, from your interview, but I was going to like throw in as well just that general idea of Capcom being hands-off, because like I mentioned the Ovovich movies, which kind of have their own identity over time, and they do pull from the games, they especially have you know accurate costumes, and they're trying to bring some storylines in. Um, but I wonder how much Capcom are just like, you guys are over there doing movies, doing whatever, and we're over here and we don't care that much. Like you said, they got involved with last year's movie. But in regards to something like the Monster Hunter movie, um, again, costume accurate, and it's it's trying to bring across some of the species from the games. But Capcom themselves don't seem to be that hands-on, especially not in the way that we're seeing with the likes of the PlayStation Studio stuff, where um, you know they're trying to sort of like make a point of saying, we are PlayStation, these are PlayStation movies, um, and trying to like tie the two of them together. Like It shouldn't be that hard to just get Resident Evil right. But at the same time, the actual creators are very rarely connected to it in the first place. It's true. They seem to be on their own island with their, yeah. you know, their Resident Evil, uh, which seems strange that they would even let these things happen. Not that it damages the brand. I think the brand mm. is strong enough now that it's fine. A lot of people kind of decried the, this show as something that was going to ruin Resident it's gonna Evil. It's going to kill it. Which is ridiculous, of course. <laughs> but, I mean, it, it's a strange one. Like, because they are on their own island, do you think that they would be like, well, we can use more names and more characters and do our own spin on it. But there really only was Wesker in that show, which is, yeah. which is strange as well. But yeah, mm-hmm. Capcom themselves make a lot of strange decisions sometimes. Mm-hmm. Usually a lot of really great decisions. And they're good at listening to their own audience. But... There's a lot of stuff where you're like, really? <laughs> there's a lot, yeah, there's a lot more they could do. I think it's overall, like, just to round things off, what do you want to see from the future of Resident Evil in TV and film? Do you think they need to take a break because we've had that movie from last year that didn't go down that well and now this? Or do you think they kind of use the conversational momentum to go, okay, we'll listen to you guys, you know, right. do the whole fan response thing? Sonic the Hedgehog it. Do you think, what do you think they do? <laughs> <laughs> so what I think is going to happen is that you probably aren't going to get anything like this for a while. As you say, back-to-back unfortunate failures in the movie. <laughs> I mean, it, that's what it is, you know. Oh, totally. Yeah. The, movie, the new movie is almost certainly not getting a sequel. We're almost a year away from the release and we haven't heard anything. The show's done. I think they're probably going to relax a bit on it now. Maybe even Constantine Film, who have had the rights to Resident Evil in live action for... 20 something years maybe Capcom are just going to relax on that and Mm. give it to someone else and see what else happens what I'd love them to do Mm -hmm. is make an animated show 
Yes, that's the solution to everything. I don't even mind um, Infinite Darkness. I don't mind the, the CG stuff. I know that's, again, like a divisive thing. Yeah. But at least it moves well. At least it has like a pace to it and an energy to it that I think sort of carries it in a way. You can kind of have fun with it in like a big, dumb, zombie-slaying yeah. way. Like, you know, it ticks that box. But like, yeah, I mean, for me, like um, things like Castlevania have been absolutely it, immaculate. That's the prime example, isn't it? Yeah, and it's yeah. like they sort of like showed how, like, you know, and, and again, that's Netflix. Like, you know, and it's mm. like, there's a way to do that stuff. I don't know if anime is just the nearest adjacent thing to video games in terms of action and over-the-top choreography but um it hasn't said this wrong yet i mean the dota anime is pretty solid like dragon's dogma is pretty solid like there's a lot more that they could do um, if they decided to go full anime in that uh, direction yeah but yeah let us know what you think down in the comments below what do you think of the resident evil show what do you think of the new information did it come as a surprise and what would you like to see from the future of resident evil in tv form and film for now i've been scott from whatculture.com joined by sai Thanks, everyone. <laughs> we'll catch you next time. <laughs> Goodbye. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.